Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Keeping Up with the G-Men, brought to you by Empire Sports Media. Last week we had to take a week off because my co-host here, Anthony Rivardo, went up to Giants training camp. So Anthony, how was that? It was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. Uh, seeing the players in action, practicing was really cool. Saquon Barkley's legs are as big as they are in person as they are in pictures. They're <laughs> incredible. Um <laughs> You know, the quarterbacks look good. It was a lot of fun. A whole lot of love for Daniel Jones and support, and that was cool to see. So it was a great time. Yeah, it looked like you got to meet a couple of those guys. Who did you meet? I met the franchise. I met Daniel Jones. I met... Um, oh, my God. Yeah, it was really cool. He's a nice guy. I met I met Big George. He was really nice. And, yeah, I had a great time seeing all the players. That's awesome. Yep. Well, we're... About we're four practices in, right? Four of them. So um, we can do a positional review so far, and it might it might make sense to just start with the receivers because that's what's most talked about right now. So, um, who do you think? Do you think Cody Latimer has filled in well so far? I, I think so far he's been so good. Um, I know he went down with cramps, and that was pretty concerning because. We know he is an injury-prone player at this point, and since we've already got all the other injuries going on, we really need him to stay healthy because we can't go into week one with Russell Shepard as our number one receiver. But I do think that Sterling Shepard is going to be able to play week one. They're, the way he was talking about it and Shermer was talking about it sounds like he's not going to miss too much time. It sounds like it wasn't as big of a deal as it was made out to be initially. But it really sucks that um, that Coleman's not going to be able to play. I was really excited to see what he had in in the tank and see if he could put together a good season. But Cody Latimer really needs to step up. I think he's done a pretty good job so far throughout camp. But he he needs to stay healthy. Yeah, I mean I've I've been pleased with him so far, just the way he's connected with Eli the last couple of days. But, um, it seems, yeah, you're right. It does seem like Sterling Shepard should be ready to go week one. Uh, the first day he started out, uh, catching tennis balls after, after the initial injury, but now he's actually catching footballs one-handed from Eli. So there's definitely a reason for optimism there. Yeah. We can't force him in either. You just got to let him take his time. We know he's got great hands. It's not like he needs to be putting both hands on the ball it's fine him working on the side doing one-handed catches I'm actually I'm, I'm I think it's cool that he's even out there practicing at all I wouldn't have been surprised if he just didn't go out there but it's it's good seeing him stay out there keep working keep grinding using one hand whatever he's got to do yeah absolutely and uh you know unfortunately Golden Tate um is facing a four-game suspension and while he didn't do anything that wrong, he could have submitted his prescription to the NFL and seen, you know, what they thought of it. So it's a tough situation, but um, if Golden Tate does, you know, serve those four games, do you think they'll, do you think they'll be able to get around that and still win? Um, I think they're going to have to sign somebody. I, I, I'd like to see them go after Michael Crabtree. I know that they signed a couple of players who weren't very big names. Uh, TJ Jones was one of them. But I'd like to see Crabtree. I think they should bring him in for a workout. A nice, Because Golden Tate is a veteran presence, and Crabtree would be too. 
The suspension is a little weird because when you read his statement, it seems like, you know, the guy was just trying to have another child and you can't you can't penalize somebody for trying to have a family, but he should you're right, he should have sent the um the prescription to the NFL and he thinks he has a strong case. He thinks he's going to win the appeal, but I was reading that uh, I think it was Robert Mathis of the Indianapolis Colts. He had a very similar situation, same prescription, and he appealed it before he failed a drug test, just like Golden Tate, and they still didn't uh, lift his suspension. So I wouldn't count on then. Uh, I wouldn't count on Golden Tate playing for the first four weeks. I think that suspension is going to withstand. But do you think they'll be able to, uh, you know, clear that hurdle of being down Golden Tate? I think they need to sign somebody. I think Michael Crabtree is a good option. I think if if Shepard's healthy, he can carry the load. But I think Shepard is your number one, and then you've already you're already down Corey Coleman. So then you've got Cody Latimer out there if he stays healthy, and then who's the third? Russell Shepard or? TJ Jones, I don't know. I don't I don't think that they can clear it unless they sign somebody. Yeah, I I'll say if Cody Latimer stays healthy, they'll be able to get by just fine without Golden Tate. Uh, you know, assuming everything else is working well enough for them to win games. But I, I don't see Golden Tate as like a must have for this for this offense and you know, it's why I'm not exactly crazy about the signing. I mean I guess this four game suspension doesn't help, but Overall, did you like that signing? I thought it was a fine signing. They had to do something after trading away Odell. Maybe they could have gotten a younger player with a lot more potential, but I think Golden Tate is like a really solid veteran. He, he does what he does, and he does it well. He gets the ball. He gets it out in space. He breaks tackles. He's great at that, but the suspension is really just going to make the signing look worse because he was supposed to be a high-character guy, and that was the whole point of it. And now he's suspended, so it just doesn't look too good. Yeah, and I, I mean, it is too early to tell. But, um, yeah, so like you were saying, one of the next guys up is Russell Shepard. He used to play with the Panthers. Uh, he's really always kind of been a special teams guy. He's never gotten a ton of, of run as a third receiver for many teams. Uh, I mean, he made a couple plays last year. I remember he made, he actually made a play against the Panthers last year down the field to, you know, help get down the, get down there and score at the end. Mm-hmm. So, but he's really not a guy you should want on the field. You know, receiver is probably going to be an issue if Golden Tate misses those four games. Um, yeah, that's that's why I think they should look to sign somebody. I don't think Shepard should go out there, Russell Shepard, that is, go out there and start for the Giants. I think they need to sign somebody. But I also like Alonzo Russell. Uh, he's been playing he's been playing with the twos, and he's been looking really good in training camp thus far. He's had a few really nice connections with uh, both Daniel Jones and Kyle Lalletta. He had a really nice leaping grab from Lalletta, too. I'd like to see him get a lot of playing time in preseason and see if maybe he uh, could fill in for Golden Tate come week one. Yeah, and if the Giants are kind of looking down the road to Daniel Jones and kind of think he might play this year, uh, you know, if him and if Daniel and Alonzo Russell keep up this connection they have, that might be partially a reason to keep him as your fifth or sixth wide receiver. So 
Russell's definitely a guy to, you know, keep an eye on. And, yeah, now we're down to TJ Jones, basically. Um, and also Amba Edatawo. But, uh, you know, both of those guys are really replacement-level wide receivers. Uh, I mean, I know TJ Jones had a few good games last year in Detroit. And I actually think his route running is pretty decent. So I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks around. I wouldn't be either. I think he'll definitely he'll definitely make the roster, I think. But I still am going to hold firm with the fact that I think that they should sign another receiver. Yeah, they you know, especially if Golden Tate serves that suspension, I definitely agree. Yeah, definitely. So on to the quarterbacks. Uh, sounds like Eli and Daniel have both had really good camps. Um, I know yesterday Daniel really – took a little bit of a step back in the fourth practice but you know it's like like Edelman said you don't want to necessarily take their temperature every day and uh you know you got to see Eli so what did you think of him I think Eli's looked really sharp uh for the first four practices uh he hasn't he hasn't had any plays where it's just like oh man what are you doing you know like an Eli play like that but he, I know second practice he was, I, I believe, 11 for 13 passing. He's just looked really good. He's looked really clean. Him and um, him and Golden Tate have had a, a, a few really good connections. So it, I really I really hope that somehow Tate wins that appeal and him and Eli can keep their connection going into the regular season because they've looked good so far through camp. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, I almost think Eli is definitely hungrier here like I, I i'm sure of it eli you know he's lost weight um you know what what do you think of that i think he feels the pressure he knows that daniel jones is here and he's pretty much coming for his job he knows that he needs to step it up if he wants to be here again next year because he's a little bit lucky to still be here i think he knows it he's aware of it he, he was supposed to be gone in 2017, but then Ben McAdoo got fired. Gettleman came in and kind of saved Eli's career with the Giants. So he, he's got another shot at this, and he's got he's to gotta really bring the intensity. He's got to play better to keep Daniel Jones off his heels. And especially like you were saying, you know, like some of the clueless throws are starting to disappear, and um, he's looked sharp. I mean, a lot, a lot of camps, Eli really doesn't look good. But, um, and he even talked about in a recent interview how, you know, you have to focus on a little more arm maintenance when you're older. But I think all of that kind of started happening this year just because Daniel Jones was drafted. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think, I think the Jones pick is really important for the future of the franchise but also for the present because it is going to make Eli play better. He feels the pressure. He knows that he needs to deliver. Absolutely. So let's take a look at the running backs here. I mean, there's not a lot to dissect because it's going to be Saquon Barkley and more Saquon Barkley this year. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. Um, but as far as the number two running back, uh, you know, this is some important information for the fantasy football crowd. Um, Paul Perkins has actually been the second running back, not Wayne Gallman. So I know in a lot of like dynasty leagues and stuff like that, people are rostering Gallman, but it seems like Perkins is actually the guy you want. Um, Gallman's mostly been running with the third team, and 
And then there's just Rod Smith. What do you think of him? Yeah, it's surprising to see Perkins getting back in the action. He's kind of been the forgotten man. I know two years ago we thought that he could be a legitimate starter, and things just kind of went downhill from there. But it's good to see him back getting reps with the twos. I'm still a Gallman guy over Perkins personally. I really like the way Gallman runs, but we've got all camp and all preseason to see who wins that job. But as for Rod Smith, he hasn't looked too good so far. He's he's fumbled it a couple times, I think, and he just – I think Perkins and Gallman are better options. I don't I don't see Rod Smith making the team. Yeah, it sounds like he's had a sloppy camp and um you know, they might actually wanna consider their fourth running back spot, their fullback, Elijah Penny. And they've actually been doing some different stuff with him in camp. They've been moving him around. I saw him out wide. So you know, they it sounds like they see him as, you know, a a viable option for a pass catching role when you know, here and there when the opportunity presents itself. But, um, yeah, yeah Penny, so... Penny's a versatile player. I know Saquon, he, he came out and said that he loved running behind him, and Shermer has made it really clear that he loves getting him out in space and getting passes to him. So I like Penny a lot, too. Yeah, I think he's going to be here. Um, so the tight ends, uh, Evan Ingram, man. I mean, I don't know if they're just bubble-wrapping him or or if he's actually still hurting. But, man, I don't know. I, I really prefer having guys around that are on the field. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you think he's actually still still hurting, or what, what do you think's going on? I think they're bubble-wrapping him. He's an injury-prone player, and, yes, that's unfortunate. Like you said, I, I wish the players would be on the field. But he's injury-prone. It's training camp. We've already seen three receivers get injured. We just can't can't risk it with Engram. He's he's supposed to be a really big part of the offense this year. We need to keep him healthy. I, I don't mind bubble wrapping him in training camp. I really hope that's all it is. Me too. Um, but it's funny because you have Ellison, Simonson, and Conrad, all guys who I would feel comfortable with being on the fifty three man roster. So I know a lot of people think it sounds crazy, but I prefer the trade Ingram I think that would really be in their best interest um all three of those guys you know they they have a spot on the roster and they also match the offense better as actual run blocking tight ends and Ingram's never gonna be very good with that he, I mean he's re- he's improved but his ceiling is only so high as a run blocker that's very interesting that you threw that out there. What do you think that they could get in return for Evan Engram? I would take a second-round pick for him. Let's say a team that feels like they're competing and they feel like their pick is going to be in the 50s, late 50s, uh, even, you know, 61 or, you know, but oh, as high as 64. I mean, you know, that kind of pick I think is reasonable for Evan Engram. It's, I think that's decent value. So... I mean, I could imagine teams like the Rams wanting him, even though, you know, they have Everett. Uh, the Patriots, you know, couldn't you imagine the Patriots making like a decent offer for Evan Ingram? Yeah, I could, I could totally see that now that Gronkowski isn't there. I think it's a really interesting thing to think of because I, I personally, I'm a big fan of Evan Ingram. I think he's just so versatile. He's such a matchup nightmare. If they can keep him healthy and they can, they can use him correctly, I think. He can be a top 10, top 5 tight end maybe in the league. 
but he's got to stay healthy and it's been tough he hasn't been able to and you're right they do have a lot of depth at tight end ellison's a solid player um and cj conrad has really been turning heads during training camp so far yeah and it, like the biggest thing to me is just the the fit of the offense i mean you want to be this run heavy team with saquon barkley and you have mm-hmm. this little tight end who isn't gonna move anybody off their spot i mean um but yeah so the tight end position looks like a strong one for the year you know there's, there's actually some depth there um so moving on to the offensive tackles we can group them together uh I think Solder and Remmers have looked decent, but they haven't taken all the snaps. So what do you think of their backups so far? I'm a big George fan. I know he's in concussion protocol right now, but I'm really happy to see him getting reps with the first team. I think he has a really solid chance of maybe next year being the starting right tackle. Remmers is only on a one-year deal. I think that um, if big George can progress, develop, I think maybe he could become a starter next year, and I'm really happy that he's getting reps this year. Yeah, if there's anything I like about Big George, it's that he used to practice against Josh Allen daily. I mean, even if you're not, you know, that special of a, Mm -hmm. you know, just that kind of preparation every single day. Um, But I think he's definitely going to be physical enough for the NFL. The only thing I'd wonder about is his pass protection. But um, so, what do you think of that specifically from him so far? I think he's he's looked okay. I mean, he's looked good enough to me. I think he's just got to progress, keep going, keep working. I really do think that next year he could maybe be the starter. Yeah, maybe. Um, so the guards, uh, I think they've looked solid, uh, Zeitler and Hernandez. But um, you know, and that that should really be a a strong position as long as those guys stay healthy uh what do you think of their depth so far i think hernandez and zeitler is going to be an excellent combination for the giants this year i read that it's been seven years since the giants have had an offensive lineman make the pro bowl it was chris knee last time i know we all remember chris knee he was an absolute beast and i think that that drought is going to end this year i think Either Hernandez or Zeitler is going to make it, and Zeitler is probably the more likely option of the two just because he is such an excellent pass blocker. But Hernandez is a great up-and-coming player too, so I, maybe we can get two in the Pro Bowl. That would be pretty cool. I hope so because, man, <laughs> that stat yeah. is not only depressing but very believable. Um, yeah, it's a bad one. <laughs> uh, the center position. Uh, Jalapio and Pulley have become a little more of a competition in the last couple days. Um, I don't think they've looked particularly good, but what do you think of them? I don't think they've looked too good either. It's been it's been a little inconsistent there, and it's it's a it's a strong competition for them, but it's not like the one that Giants fans should want to see the competition be because I don't think either of them are really just great players and. I think, personally, I think Jalapio is the better of the two, but we just got to let them keep battling out in camp and see who gets the job. Yeah, there's it's definitely a little too early to really yeah. know. Um, but I've been expecting the center position to, you know, be an issue ever since they kind of went into it saying Jalapio's the guy. Um, hmm. 
But of course, Pulley got a decent little contract himself, so I guess they weren't, you know, necessarily setting that in stone. But yeah. center and right tackle, those are really your spots left on the offensive line to address. Yep. Um, all right, so the pass rushers, what do you think of them? I think Lorenzo Carter is gearing up for a great season. I really, really like Lorenzo Carter. I know he's looked pretty good in camp. And I've liked his press conferences so far. He's, he, he almost reminds me a little bit of Justin Tuck. He's a great leader, and he's, he's a team-first player, and he's a good pass rusher. I really like Lorenzo Carter. I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, like the first couple days, he was an absolute rock star. And now that the pads are on, it's a little kind of tapered off. But, it, you know, he's still, he's still applying some pressure. It's just not automatic the way it was, you know, when they weren't wearing pads. So, yeah. But he does look, he does look quite improved, and that, uh, that interception was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was a great play. And I read that he put on, I think, 15 pounds. So that was, just, that was a thing that he really needed. Uh, he really needed to add some muscle and add some strength because he was a little light on his feet last year. And now he should have the ability to penetrate a little easier with some added weight. Yeah, and being 6'5", it's hard to fill out a frame being 6'5". I mean, that, that really takes some time. But once you do it, you know, he's going to be an absolute monster. And it mm-hmm. looks like he's on his way. Um, what do you think of O'Shane Zimenez? Because I know a lot of people are excited about him. Uh, I think he's looked good so far. I know uh, Golden went down with injury, so Zimenez got a little more playing time. Probably got in with the ones a bit. And I like Zimenez a lot. I liked him coming out of college. And I don't think he's going to start any games this year. I think he'll be a rotational pass rusher, but that's fine. You just got to work him in slowly. I think he's looked good, though. Yeah, and I like uh, one of the plays there. He realized his pass rush just wasn't working, so he stopped and really timed it up for the pass deflection. So, you know, little things like that. Um, I know he's coming from a small school, but he's really polished. And so, you know, I don't think his... I don't think his adjustment is going to be too bad. Uh, I think we could actually circuit in an impact from him in the second half of the year. Um, how about Marcus Golden? Because he could really be in line for a big year if he's healthy. Well, that's the problem. He's just got to stay healthy. He's coming off the ACL injury, and now he was dealing with some cramps the other day. So it's just... I feel like everybody's been dealing with cramps on the Giants, though. It's really strange. I don't know if maybe... It's the heat, because I know the heat's been really bad up in New York, but I don't yeah. know if it's that or if it's the training staff. Well, I'm surprised that they're practicing so late in the day. Um, they're really waiting for about the hottest point in the day to practice. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but everybody's been awake all day and doing this and that before practice. And, you know, to me, I just, I'm not a doctor, but... Those two factors right there, I think, could cause for more injuries. You know, because if you get up in the morning and practice, as long as you're properly stretched out, your body has not really been through a whole lot that day. And so I I could just see that for being, you know, a possible factor. But, you know, as far as the cramping, you know, that's that's fine. But we've had way too many uh, significant injuries so far. So... You know, I know they have all these practices scheduled for 245, but I would maybe experiment with 
practicing a little earlier in the day. I mean, the heat could really be the main reason. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that either earlier, yeah, earlier in the day, they should move the practices because, see, I was there, and, man, it was hot. I'm sure it was, it was brutal. Yeah, it was in the 90s, I believe, and they're out there practicing, practicing in that, and now they've got the pads on. I mean, it explains all the cramping, I think so, too. And Yeah, they should definitely experiment with the time. And you know, a lot of those southern teams, like uh, the Dallas Cowboys, they travel a little further up north to practice. So, you know, the, the team in Dallas is actually, you know, practicing in cooler conditions than the New York Giants. <laughs> I mean, mm. you know, we might be up north, but it's still pretty damn hot <laughs> when you're pushing 100 degrees. Yeah. Um, Miami practices in the morning. I went to their training camp last year. I, they, they get up pretty early, and they get out there before it's really hot at all. I mean, it gets hot towards the end of it because it starts to reach that time of the day. But in the morning, it's it's nice and cool, so I think the Giants should probably take note. Yeah, I, I was just surprised when I even saw the schedule. Um, yeah, I was too. I, I assumed that most teams just generally practiced in the morning to uh to avoid the hottest part of the day like because the dolphins you know obviously florida gets so hot down here so humid so they practice in the morning i just assumed that the giants would do the same but it's it's a little odd yeah so um all right so i guess we can get back to our positions here uh the defensive line just looks amazing you have (laughs) bj hill is your five technique you have Dalvin Tomlinson is your nose tackle, which I was a little surprised about because that puts Dexter Lawrence as your three technique. Uh, But they've looked really good. Um, And not just in that video that has gone around the internet of Dexter Lawrence abusing John Jalapio, but (laughs) um, even outside of that. And Dalvin Tomlinson looks like a better fit at nose tackle than... He looked as a three technique or even a five when they tried that. So, um, but do you think it's more a matter of the line, the offensive line not quite being up to par, or do you think this defensive line is just really good? No, I, I think the offense, the defensive line is really good. I wrote about this, um, I think about a month ago, and I posted on Twitter, and I got some flack for it. I said. I said that I think the Giants have one of the best young defensive fronts in the league, which I don't think was too bold of a statement. It's not. It's yeah, really I, not. I really think that they do, and they've shown it so far in camp. I think Dexter Lawrence is really going to make an impact in both phases of the game. We know that he's a giant 342-pound hog molly who's going to stuff the run, but he's really fast for that size. That spin move that you were referring to on uh, Jalapio, that just showed it right there. He's gonna he's going to apply pressure. Um, B.J. Hill has already proven himself to be a solid pass rusher, also, and Dalvin Tomlinson has been a rock and run defense over the past three years. So I think that they're gonna have one of the best defensive lines in the league. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that you caught major flag for that on Twitter, but um, maybe they were just. Maybe they just feel that way because we haven't seen Lawrence in, on an NFL field yet, but they'll, they'll quickly change their mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, next to the inside linebackers, and that's another spot of concern for me, but uh, how did you think Alec Ogletree looked when you were there? 
I, I didn't see him make too many plays, to be honest. I, I really i am going to hold by it. I think that the middle linebacker, the inside linebacker position is just, it's a mess. They need to do something about it. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, B.J. Goodson and uh, Davis have been battling it out, but I think Davis has kind of been the lead so far. What do you think? I'd probably agree with you there. Yeah, it just seems like it's been heading that way for a little while. Um, Ryan Connolly, what do you think of him, though? I know Alex loves him. <laughs> yeah, Alex does love him. I, I think he's a pretty solid player, too. He, um, he He's really good at shooting the gaps. Uh, we saw that a lot in college, and that could be a pretty big difference maker at the next level where he might not be so stellar in pass coverage, Um he, he can really make a difference. He's got great player recognition and can get in the backfield and stuff some runs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's flashed a little bit so far, but he really hasn't looked like anything special. But that's that's also fine because it's he's been through four practices in the NFL, so it's yeah. not really, you know, there's really not any hurdles he needs to clear right now. But um, And Mark McLaurin, unfortunately fractured a bone in his foot so we probably might not be uh, I don't know do you think we'll see him this year at all uh probably not unfortunately it's been a really tough practice all the injuries and he's unfortunately one of the ones who got hurt and yeah it doesn't look like we're gonna see him this year yeah it's that definitely sucks um well we kind of saved the best part of the team in my opinion, for last year, and that's the defensive backs. This just seems like an awesome unit altogether, top top to bottom, with the corners and the safeties. Uh, I mean, man, DeAndre Baker has not given up a whole lot in coverage, and he has struggled a little bit so far with Golden Tate's shiftiness uh, underneath. But Golden Tate cannot even challenge him deep down the field. Yeah, I agree. It's a really, really exciting part of the team. The The, the secondaries looked really good. Uh, Grant Haley has even looked good. DeAndre Baker has really lived up to the hype. And they've been moving Julian Love around, trying to figure out where to put him. But he's he's been, he's been solid, too. And I just think that the secondary does look really good. Uh, Peppers, I know he, he was cramping up a bit too, but he's looked good when he's on the field. Oh, yeah. I mean, Peppers, they kind of stuck him in uh, Landon Collins' old spot. Um, yeah, but he's got a lot more versatility than Collins did because oh, Peppers God, is yeah. a, lot, a lot better in coverage than Collins ever was. and He's, he's going to make a huge difference on the Giants' defense. I'm not sure if people really realize how big of a difference it's going to be yet. Yeah, he is so much better than Landon in coverage. I mean, might not be quite the run defender he is, but with how much better he is in pass coverage, that's fine. I mean, I exactly. prefer Peppers over Collins, especially yes, after his recent remarks. Uh, my God, but um, yeah, yeah, you like you said, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we will at some point here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and Julian Love, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, he's the thing is, I think they're just trying to get him up to speed at safety, but I think they're totally satisfied with what they've gotten so far with him in the nickel spot. And like you said with Grant Haley, he's been really good too. So, 
you know, I think whoever your backup is by the end of this in the nickel spot, that's that's going to be some strong depth right there. Uh, Janoris Jenkins has been solid. Um, like I said last time we were here, he's a matchup corner. He's going to struggle against the fast guys. He's going to be just fine against the physical receivers. So, you know, this cornerback and safety, even Michael Thomas has looked good in coverage. I mean, it's it's crazy the kind of depth they have right now at safety. Yeah, I really think the Giants defense is going to surprise a lot of people. I know the linebacker position is a little bit of a mess inside linebacker. It's a, it's a mess, but it's it's basically the team's one true glaring weakness, but the secondary is just so good. The defensive line is so good. If they can all just hold it together, Betcher can scheme it up right. I think the Giants' defense is going to surprise a lot of people. Absolutely, and we didn't even mention Corey Ballantyne, who uh, actually oh, he's looked it. good. He's looked yeah. good in camp. Absolutely, and they were giving him uh, kickoff return opportunities, and I think they did that because they thought to themselves, there is no way we're going to try to sneak this kid onto the practice squad. He's just not going to make it. So let's make sure he can do some of these things in an emergency situation. If we need to throw him back as a kick returner, we can do that. Because the guy does not look like a six-round pick. He's long, he's rangy, he is instinctive, he has good hands. I mean, how did this kid fall to the sixth round? I just don't get it. Small school might have been the reason why, but he really has looked like a great player. I, I got to give credit where credit is due. It looks so far, and I know it's really early, but it looks like Gettleman put together a really strong draft class. It looks like both of his drafts are really good, as much as yep. everybody likes to make fun of him. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's had a lot of questionable decisions, but he's, he's had some great drafts. Yeah, the drafting has just been, like, his absolute strength. I mean, because, you know, some of his deals in free agency are kind of head-scratchers. But, um, yeah, so the the Giants look like they've really built from, from back to front. And it's going to allow them to get crazy with the blitzes when they can trust three or four guys to cover man-to-man. And that's going to makes such a difference for a unit that's really lacking some talent that they really some baseline talent at certain positions so you know that's that that defense the defensive backfield is going to be a real cornerstone for success here yeah and back to julian love um i know some fans that i saw on twitter were getting a little frustrated by him being moved between slot and uh safety because they, their their reasoning is if he's he needs to have one position by the time preseason comes around, then he does because they can't be moving him around in a game situation. So they need, I think personally, they should commit to making him a safety. He should get practice there, and by the time preseason comes around, that's where we should see him play because Antoine Bethea is, I think, 34 years old. He's not going to be here that long. I think Julian Love really has a shot at being the giant safety of the future for the next X amount of years. He's, he's a really solid player, and I think they should commit to putting him at free safety. I would honestly love that because he goes from being a just fast enough nickelback and cornerback to mm-hmm. a very rangy safety. Yep. 
and he has he has safety experience at Notre Dame. Um, he does. So, you know, like with a traditional player, I see where most people are like, oh, he's got to have one position. But if this is something he's used to, and it, if, if it does not affect his progression, because that's kind of the, I think that's everybody's main worry. You know, he's not getting mm-hmm. enough reps with one thing. But if he could somehow be a unique player who can progress with both things with not quite as much reps, you know, that that would be pretty awesome because I could see him being like a, a free safety most of the time and then when he needs to play nickel. But but I agree, I would very much like to see him be a safety. Uh, so that's really, that's really it as far as the positional previews. Um, next we're going to talk about a couple of guys who or proving Gettleman right every day, that he was right to move on from them. Uh, Odell Beckham, as much as he might claim he doesn't want all this attention, he did an, he did an interview, and he really let loose on how he felt about New York. And I don't think he was wrong about everything, but he just all of it came from a place of what's in it for him. And that's not football. It's just not. So what what do you think of what he said? I think it was a really telling interview. It was his most honest interview that I've ever seen from him. I think everything that we've heard him say in New York has pretty much been a front the whole time. His team first mentality. I don't I don't believe it to be true anymore. The way that he was talking about he could have played any sport, he could have done this, he could have done that. And the most telling part of it was when he was talking about basketball and soccer as team sports that you can be very individual in and how that's not a thing in football. He's right. You can't be individual in football. It's the ultimate team sport. Everything is about the team. But it seems like Beckham wants it to be like a basketball game where you can just take over and your team can just like stand on the side and it's that's not what football is and he's talking about how he wants to get more yards than Jerry Rice but I think that he should be looking for more Super Bowls than Jerry Rice and that's probably what Gettleman was thinking too and what a lot of Giants fans were thinking too and that's why he's not on the team anymore he's just not a team first player he's complete generational talent don't get me wrong I'm gonna miss watching him play he's so talented but he just doesn't have the right mindset for the NFL yeah, it's he's, because that's the thing. He was right about a lot of things that he said, but it revealed his point of view, mm-hmm. and it was just a very selfish one. And I, I, I don't know. I'm just glad that he's really not our problem anymore. I mean, <laughs> and hopefully we can stop talking about him. But uh, yeah, very me-driven kind of guy. You know, yeah. just it, it's crazy. But, uh, and I'm, I'm glad that Gettleman finally just drew a line and said no more Odell questions after, after, you know, they tried keeping, keeping it going. You know, that's, that's what needed to be said. Uh, Shermer wasn't, you know, quite willing to go there, but if Shermer needs to do it next, I'm all for that. Um, I do like one of Gettleman's, uh, responses though. They, they asked him what he thought of a player thinking they helped the brand of the Giants. 
and Gettleman just had like this real like stomach nodding laugh after that like he just he was truly you know <laughs> it was it was hilarious and then he just said this franchise has won four Super Bowls and other world championships been that's the brand and I, I loved it um me too that's what Giants football is all about yeah absolutely and moving on to Landon Collins I mean he's just even more of an idiot to want to knock down a 70 year old man because he wasn't interested in overpaying for a deep position in the NFL um yeah he sounded, what the hell he sounded ridiculous what he said was just so off base and it just it was it was a bit offensive um saying he wants to run over Dave Gettleman because he didn't give him the big contract that he wanted it's even if he was being sarcastic and he was trying to be tongue-in-cheek and make a joke, it didn't come off that way. It just sounded terrible. Yeah, Dave, he, did, he did not make sure that that was a joke to anybody. No, he didn't. And Dave Gettleman, we all have our criticisms of Dave Gettleman, but he's a 60-year-old man. He's, he's a human being with emotions and feelings, and he's a cancer survivor. I don't know how you can just sit down in an interview and say that you want to run through him on the sideline for no reason. It, you know what? It makes the matchup against the Redskins week four that much more interesting. True. Um, I can't wait to see Saquon Barkley run his ass over. Oh, yeah. I even, can't wait. Even if it means not bouncing out for another 30 yards, I'm okay with him just mm-hmm. lowering and powering through Landon. I mean. Just flatten him. He's such a punk, man. I mean, what, what guy in their 20s would say anything malicious towards an old man like that. I mean, that's just crazy. Uh, my God. So, seems like Dave Gettleman was right about, you know, those guys. But uh, let's close out with something positive here. Who's your who's your training camp surprise so far? I'm going to say Daniel Jones has really been a pleasant surprise. I... I was very skeptical of the draft pick, I'll say, once it was made. I wasn't too excited about it, but he's really he's he's looked like a solid NFL quarterback thus far. He's been clean with the football. I, I believe he hasn't thrown an interception yet. Um, he's been even making plays with his legs, and he just looks really solid, and it's been a really pleasant surprise. And his deep ball, oh, my God. Yeah, it's a it's a thing of beauty. He he's had so many great connections with he had that one to Benny Fowler went right through his hands, but that that pass was perfect and then he had he, he dropped one right in the bucket to Alonzo Russell. It was a beautiful throw. Yeah, I mean it's it feels safe to say Daniel Jones has had the best deep ball out of any quarterback in camp so far. Yep. And that's not to try to stir the pot because I think we're all pretty sure that Eli is gonna be the starter until they until their playoff contention runs dry. But, man, Daniel Jones looks like he belongs, you know? Like, a lot of quarterbacks in their first training camp, they look like an ent- just an entire mess. And, you know, other high-profile guys, too, like guys like Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did not have a very good training camp in his first year. That's right. Um, 
you know, so Daniel has definitely been a good, a pleasant surprise, and he's he's completed most of his passes for the large majority. I mean, I don't like dipping into exact stats, you know, well, hypothetically, you know, but most of his balls have been completed, um, and I believe he's not even thrown his first interception yet, has he? No, I know he had he one. I know he had one that almost did. Yeah, he had one that was tipped at the line and almost ended up being an interception, but he hasn't thrown one yet. Yeah, so, you know, he's definitely having an outstanding camp. It's no doubt about it, and I know it's early, but, you know, that's almost another, that's almost a reason to be really happy about it, because right out of the gate, this kid, this kid seems ready. I mean, I haven't been, I haven't been keeping up with Dwayne Haskins' uh, his training camp but i know i know kyler is also looking good mm-hmm. but he's first overall pick he better be looking good yeah right um but yeah you know, daniel daniel's right up there with him yeah i'll say with daniel jones he had a lot of critics regarding his arm strength and it, it, he looks like an nfl quarterback he he does not have a noodle arm like some people will lead you to believe he's he's got a solid arm he might not be a strong arm quarterback he's not patrick mahomes or anybody like that but he's got more than enough arm strength to get the job done. Yeah, he's not really gonna like flick his wrist and have the ball fly sixty yards like no, some of but, those guys. But you don't but, you don't need that. Yeah. You just need he's he's a solid quarterback is what he is. You don't need that when you have Saquon. Exactly. Yeah, so um but alright, I guess I guess we can end it there. Uh, thanks for listening everybody and make sure you go to EmpireSportsMedia.com to see your daily New York sports news. Uh, Anthony, do you have anything else you want to let anyone know about? Uh, yeah, let's plug our Twitters real quick. Uh, that's where we're probably most active. And uh, I'm Anthony Rivardo 7 on Twitter, and my co-host Christian is C Morel NFL on Twitter. So go check us out. Give us a follow. Absolutely. And thanks for listening, everybody.